0: The following program is underwritten by... It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. That's why Dr. Roger Mugford from the Company of Animals created the Pet Corrector, which allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like barking with a simple... (laughs) Order yours today at Mm -hmm. (laughs) www.companyofanimals.us.
1: Celebrating the connection with our pets... This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, and groomer Joey Vellani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: And welcome, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Vellani. Judy Francis, not here today. She is, and you know, she's she runs the whole thing. She's the executive producer. She screens the call. She tells us what to do. She points at us when we should talk, and Tells us when we shouldn't talk and all that kind of stuff. But she's out today. She's having her fifth grandchild. Her daughter's having a child. That makes it her fifth grandchild.
3: Wow. She's too young to be I a know. grandma. She
2: started when I she was 10, I think. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But she has made sure before she left today that she has booked an incredible show, which includes this guy who's uh, he's like a matter-of-fact guy. He's like a Mr. Officer guy who's trained dogs, to sniff out electronics like DVDs and thumb drives and in fact he trained the dog that sniffed out the pornography that Jared Fogle from Subway you know the, the spokes guy who lost all that weight the mm-hmm. pornography that's probably going to indict him put him away wow so uh, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio find out more about that also our good friend Francesco now I gotta practice this Marciuliano. Marciuliano. Francesco Marciuliano will be back with us He's, of course, as you might remember, the writer behind Sally Forth. Not even the animator or the cartoonist. He just thinks up what's going to happen in each frame.
4: That is incredible because who? I always thought that if you were a cartoonist or that yep. you like did both of them, I never knew. It was just, you could just be the voice of a cartoon.
2: Isn't that totally incredible? And I, I know, like, Charles Schultz, and I know for the longest time, did his own cartoons, drew it and wrote them. But apparently the Sally Forth cartoon is a a big business, nationally syndicated, has writers, uh, unions, all kinds of things. Uh, So he'll be on. He has a brand new book called You Need More Sleep, Advice from Cats. But first, let's answer, no, first let's check out what's going on. See, I don't have Judy here to point to Lori to say go to Lori. What's going on in the newsroom?
4: Hey, we're going to be talking about the uh annual American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards are going to be coming up and we will tell you who will be hosting this year, which is kind of fun because you know they got to be famous and they also need to be a, you know, big animal lover, big animal advocate. So, we've got the news on that for you coming up.
2: Toll-free 1-866-405-8405 and we go to Debbie. Hey Debbie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on today? Um
5: I have a question um, about my little male shih tzu. He's going to be 12 next month. And it started out with his foot shaking, you know, kind of uncontrollably. And it's, you know, it's gotten so bad it's kind of spreading all over. And this isn't just constantly, it's, you know, intermittently and I have to sometimes just grab his leg to stop it he's healthy in every other way and i just wondered is that just come with age
3: you know is it
5: a palsy epilepsy you know what is it
3: so is this the front leg or the back leg this is happening on you know it started
5: with his back leg um you know like he'd be sleeping and at first i thought he was dreaming and like i said it just started like a year ago and you know now it's especially in the morning in the whole body, but usually, you know, it's now it's the front legs are involved, and I have to physically grab onto him, you know, to stop the leg. But like I said, he's happy, he's healthy, he eats well.
3: Okay, you know, so it's his. Off. It's it started as his back leg, and now it affects the the front leg on the same size or all, side or all of his legs.
5: All all of them sometimes, all but them. not all at once. It's always different. Of course, in the winter, he's cold, and he'll shake, but it's mm-hmm. been really warm here, Um, and he'll get up, and he's kind of got uncontrollable shaking all over.
3: So even if he's moving around and walking, he's got the same shaking that's happening? No. It's only when he he's lying down? sitting or
5: still or laying down or asleep.
3: Okay. All right. Well, this is definitely interesting. And Does he have any kind of seizures or any kind of pain or hesitation jumping up on things? No.
5: He, acts okay. like he actually does his race track, you know how they do, just like a puppy still. <laughs> you know, he's very, very healthy. I mean, he does have a kidney stone that they found a year ago that we're going to leave alone, we're watching it, but that's his only health problem.
3: Okay. Well, this, the fact that this did start in one limb and has proceeded to affect the others does make me worry that that this could be something more affecting his general nervous system. Because we do sometimes see problems just localized to one leg or one part of the body if we're dealing um, with, say, like a spinal problem, a disc that's bad, that's causing pain, and that can cause some uh, issues with a single leg. But the fact that this is hitting all of his legs definitely makes me worry more about things within the brain. So whether that's something uh, of an inflammation or an infection, like an encephalitis, um, a meningitis... Um, um, and and th- those kind of things can be due to bacterial infections. They can be due to viruses. They can be due to just age and um, immune-driven problems. So um, that would be something that I think you would definitely need to see your veterinarian to have that evaluated. Because the other things that we look at are going to be other types of um, neuroprogressive diseases, whether those are primarily within the brain or within the spinal column. Is this um, usually symptoms of epilepsy? can be in some way. So there are dogs that have grand mal seizures which affect the whole body, they tremble. There are dogs that have petite mal seizures and those can be just f- focal seizures. So they can affect just a p- single part of the body, a single leg. Um it's possible that it could be affecting all of his other limbs, but I typically see petite mal seizures affecting just kind of more of a focal spot, the front leg, the back leg. Um I've had dogs that just kind of their eyes twitch or they steer up into space and their facial movements um they make facial no, movements
5: none of that no
3: so yeah so i think this is definitely something more going up higher in his brain now that being said there still are some other types of things that we would look at hormone wise there's um, problems with um uh, addison's disease uh, myasthenia gravis there's some other things that can cause some weird twitching type things so um, I do feel, you know, while I would say I, I have my suspicions, we would have to do some basic testing to start things off and then from there decide, you know, if we're gonna take the next step and do um you know, more neurologic testing for yeah, him. He's getting ready
5: to go in for his shots and stuff, so I will mention it to my vet. Thank you very much for your information.
2: Thanks for your call, Debbie. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. And this healthy helping of Animal Radio is underwritten by Neutral Life Ultra Joint and Liver Support. If your pet has difficulty walking or running, I encourage you to check out Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutral Life Pet with Sammy. Sammy, buy one box and get one free by using the code ANIMALRADIO. Call 1-844-PET-SAMMY. That's one pet same or visit NeutralLifePet.com. And let's head back to the phones. Toll free one 405 8405 Who's this?
6: This is Sherry
7: from Oregon.
2: Hey, Sherry, how are you doing?
7: Excellent. mute. you?
2: Good. What's going on?
7: Well, I have three little dogs, uh, two chihuahuas and a Yorkie. They're all females, and um, they get along really good for the most part, but every once in a while they really get into it. I mean, the teeth showing and everything, and I'm just kind of wondering if I should break that up or leave them alone and let them figure out what they need to figure out.
3: Well, it kind of depends here. So what are the squabbles over, do you know? Usually it's a toy
7: toy. Um, and they have certain places on the bed where they lay, and if one of them gets in the other one's place, especially at nighttime in the middle of the night, if one of them gets in the other one's place and they go to get back in there after they've gone out and potty, then they get mad at each other like that's my spot.
3: Mm Hmm. Okay. Well, should you break up fighting dogs? You know what? My opinion is I would rather them talk it out than them fight it out. So your job is to actually anticipate what is going to set them off and what are the problematic areas. So it's far better to not allow it to escalate to the point where we could actually have an injury. Now, if they're talking it out, they might, you know, non-verbally, they might give each other a look, there might be a little grumble, and it should cease there. So there should always be a point where dogs defer to another one. So, hey, that's your favorite spot. Okay, I got it. Um, that's your favorite toy. Okay, cool. And if they don't, then we don't want to yell at them. We don't want to scream, say, hey, stop that, um, because that mm-hmm. can actually make their anxiety worse in those situations. But that's where you can help to try to direct their behavior. Um, so if there is a particular toy, making sure that that is separate where we won't have a squabble over that. Um, if coming in the back door means they're going to have a spot that they're going to all go running for and jump, then we control their entry and maybe separate them so that we don't Mm -hmm. have those, um, those squabbles. Okay. But a, a lot of this also depends on you being the leader in the household and, um, making sure that they understand that, hey. When mom's around, we don't have to fight because everything's all figured out. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I find that, um, dogs will tend to fight, you know, over attention for the, the family members, um, you know, sitting on laps, things like that, sitting next to you. Mm -hmm. So that, that's Mm -hmm. goes back to where you just need to make sure that each and every one of them understand that you got it. You're in charge and the rules.
7: They all have their space on mom's lap. It is. Hilarious,
3: and they don't oh. like, fight over that.
7: But you know, Good. people say that. Well, I don't. I say that when I say people, that dogs can't get jealous, and I believe that they can.
3: <laughs> well, they they definitely have the things that, that are important to them, whereas another dog might not have something that's important to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I, I would have to say that uh, you know these particular things, items, uh, spots. Um, it's really important to recognize that when this is happening, and we want to make sure we don't yell at someone who's, um, doing the right thing in the right situation. So, you know, if you've got one dog that's already lying on a spot, and the other dog, it's her favorite spot, and she really wants up there, and she growls or snaps, that is not an appropriate response. So no matter whose favorite spot is, we don't want to reinforce the dog that is acting inappropriately or aggressively. Okay. So it doesn't okay. matter whose favorite spot is. If you're growling and snapping and acting a fool, that is not appropriate, and you're not going to get what you want. Um So okay. then you would remove that dog out of the situation, you know, not as a form of punishment, but just as a way mm-hmm. to diffuse the situation. So it, okay. it is a little bit dependent, and sometimes these are hard things to answer without kind of being there and seeing it because we might say, oh, well, that's Fancy's favorite spot. Don't do that. Um, right, right. But uh you know, if fancy is baring teeth and snapping or growling or got her ears back, well, it doesn't even have to be all verbal. So that's where you would need to really watch their ears, their eye motions, um, that kind of well, thing. I've before never moved they get one
7: dog even though it was her favorite spot and the other dog was in it. I've never moved the dog that was in it because I figured that's their thing. They'll figure that out. So that I don't do. Is that okay?
3: To to some degree. But that's again where if um if one dog says, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with what you're doing. And the other dog doesn't back down or just doesn't take that cue appropriately. That's when you're mm-hmm. going to have problems. Okay. So, so, so it is, it is a little bit of a trick in knowing who's behaving the right way at this moment and mm-hmm. recognizing that. And it might mean just having a light, loose leash on someone and removing them from that situation. Because that's the other problem. You intervene in a hostile situation and you could get hurt, even from a beloved yeah. pet. So that redirected ag- aggression can definitely get you in trouble. So um, okay. depending on how severe your problem is, and it I, I don't get the it's feeling this severe. is like a no. major no, it's, problem.
7: It's maybe once every three or four weeks, one of them will just, just get really mad. And usually they just... They'll look at each other and go, I want my spot. They just talk and talk and talk
3: like that's my spot and you know it. <laughs> I bet I can, I can just imagine chihuahuas that kind of make those little gremlin sounds. <laughs> sounds like you got a fun household there. Oh, I sure do. Thank you
2: for your Thank call you today. Take care of yourself. Sherry calling from Oregon at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405
1: 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's time for another life Pet Tip. Listen closely to these
2: symptoms and scenarios. Let's say your stray cat that you just adopted rummaged through the garbage in the past. Or if you notice they have a loss of appetite and maybe they've lost a lot of weight.
8: They may even have increased vomiting, diarrhea, and maybe dehydrated.
2: Or what used to be white in their eyes is now yellow. These are all symptoms of liver disease.
8: Look for these symptoms and promote good liver health in your pet.
2: That was a Neutralife Pet Tip. Visit NutriLifePet.com. Sadly, many dogs suffer with weak joints, affecting their ability to walk. Thankfully, there's ultra-joint and liver support from NutriLife Pet with Sam E., the proven supplement for joint health. Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutralife Pet can help restore your animal's quality of life. Buy one box of Ultra Joint and Liver Support and get one free by using coupon code animal Radio. Order yours at www.nutralifepet.com and get your
1: pet up and running.
9: Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics. Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at CanineCaviar.com.
0: Did that get your attention? That's how it works on your dog. Correcting undesirable behaviors. It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care, rather than pain or punishment. The Pet Corrector allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like excessive barking, stealing food or shoes, or chasing people and dogs. With a simple, you can stop all these problems. Find out more at www.companyofanimals.us and get the dog you've always wanted. Right, Max? Oh.
10: The more you learn about your insurance coverage, the more gaps you might find. Like how you thought you were covered for this.
0: Honey, someone stole my wedding ring. When
10: you're really only covered for this.
0: Honey, someone stole ring. Oh well,
8: it was weird anyway.
10: Or how with renters insurance, you're covered for valuables, electronics, bikes, karaoke machines, waffle makers, superhero pajamas, and without it, you're covered for. <sighs> talk to a farmer's agent about what gaps might be hiding in your insurance.
11: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405
2: It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets toll-free, 405 8405 You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. If you haven't downloaded it, do it now. Do I sound lost today? Judy, producer a Judy. A little bit. Judy is uh, having her fifth grandchild today. Go figure. Wow. She would do it during the wow, show.
12: Amazing,
4: well, isn't it? Judy's daughter who's having her fifth grandchild.
2: Uh, no, it's it would be Judy's grandchild. So it's Judy's daughter.
12: So Judy's it's
4: her... daughter who is. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yes, I,
12: I I picked up on that. There was, there was a little sarcasm <laughs> but, there um, Don't worry.
2: So, you guys have got to keep me in line today. We have uh, a good friend, Francesco Marchi, Marchi, yeah. How do you pronounce his last name? I've got a Marchiuliano. I really messed it up last time, so I'm going to, I'm going to practice before he gets on the air. Francesco Marchiuliano. There. Uh, He's back on. He's uh, the creator or the writer behind the Sally Fourth cartoon that you read in the newspapers all the time. And he's written several books about dogs and cats, usually advice books. Clever advice books. He has a brand new one. We'll have giveaways for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom?
4: Well, there's um, been a big award that has been given to a university. They're going to study, you know, they always study the things about, you know, how animals make us feel good. Yeah. Well, this time they're going to pick a certain segment of the population that is really growing quickly and they're going to really delve into that and we'll share because it's really great news.
2: Okay, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Joey Volani, what are you working on?
12: We're going to be talking about, if you clip your dog down, how does that hair grow back? Does it grow back different? Does it grow back more? Or does nothing at all happen? I would imagine it gets thicker, right? Well, you know, you're going to have to wait and listen. Let's
2: go to the phones for your calls. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. Hi, John. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Where are you calling from?
11: I'm calling from Houston, Texas.
2: John, you're on with Dr. Debbie.
11: Right, i got a couple of cats, and I was wondering if there was any way I could keep them off the furniture.
3: Okay. Um, are they getting on any particular part of the, your furniture that you're unhappy with?
11: Well, they're just getting on the couches and sleeping on there and getting them filled up with hair.
3: Okay. So you're not a fan of having the cats on the couch then, huh?
11: <laughs> well, it doesn't bother me. It's a girlfriend
3: that doesn't like it.
2: Okay. Uh, you gotta get rid of the girlfriend. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't that be the suggestion, Doctor?
3: <laughs> well, you know, everyone's got their different levels of what they, you know, admit or would permit their cats to, um, to, to do in a home. I had someone who I knew that their cats were urinating in their kitchen, uh, um, on their stove, and it was acceptable to them. So, you know, everything's a little different for everyone. Um, so for myself, um, I'm not a fan of cats on counters. Um, if you don't want your cats on couches, you know, there's ways to train them for that, for jumping up on undesired areas for cats. You know, we, we want to do something that's humane, um, but something that kind of gets the general idea across that this is not a place we want the kitties to travel. And um, you mentioned the, you know, the kind of shock mats, what I call the static mats, or the scat mats. So when the kitty, you put that on the area, when they jump up there, um, it's kind of like a um, a static electricity type feeling. So um, that's a deterrent. Um, There is something that I will try, and it takes you doing a little bit of shopping on the Internet, but there's some motion detector um, items that actually when the kitties um, cross the barrier, um, there's compressed air that's emitted. I I believe the the one that I'm familiar with is uh, called SCAT, like three S's and then CAT. And um, some have audible tones that go off first, and then others, you know, have just the um, compressed air. But that might be something that, you know, gets the idea across with, um, you know, maybe something you can't patrol real regularly. Um and to keep them away from that. Um and of course a good old standby is if there's are certain areas you want physical access completely limited to, um, you know, uh keeping doors closed, things like that. And, and I know a lot of people with allergies, you know, they love their kitties, but they can't have them in the carpeted areas or in areas where there's upholstery. So hopefully some of those techniques might be helpful for you there, John. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call. 1866-405-8405.
2: This portion of animal radio is underwritten by those fine folks over at Company of Animals. You know, it's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. And that's why Dr. Roger Mugford from the Company of Animals, he created the Pet Corrector. It allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog like, uh, I don't know, excessive barking, stealing the remote control, whatever. Find out more at companyofanimals.us.
13: Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and to your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy, with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick medication, delivered right to
4: your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Laurie Brooks. The Human-Animal Bond Research Initiative, what a great group. They're the ones who do most of the studies on the benefits of having animals and feelings with humans. It's wonderful. Well, they have awarded a $43,000 grant to the University of Missouri to do a new study that will explore how companion animals affect social engagement and psychological well-being in adults over 55. Now, this study is going to Aim to discover if companion animal owners have better social engagement, they call it, and well-being than those who do not have companion animals. The lead investigator says he believes that people who have a dog or a cat are going to be less socially isolated, they'll have lower depression rates and higher life satisfaction scores compared to non-pet owners. And with 75 million baby boomers about to enter mid and later adulthood, it's pretty vital to understand how everything, including pets, can improve their lives. Actor James Denton and model-slash-activist Beth Stern will be hosting the American American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards again this year. It'll be airing on October 30th at 9 in the evening on the Hallmark Channel. Each year, the program honors eight dogs. Arson dogs, guide dogs, search and rescue dogs, service dogs, therapy dogs, military dogs, and law enforcement dogs, too. It's a pretty good show. Typical Hallmark stuff, but I think you'll like it. Now, for those who tire quickly of throwing a ball for their best friend, there is now the iFetch, if you haven't heard about it. It's an automatic. Ball launching phenomenon developed by a teenager who was trying to concentrate on his homework one night while the family's toy poodle was pestering him. Come on, play ball with me. The result is a kind of cute igloo-shaped contraption that's a little bit bigger than a toaster, and it can keep your dog endlessly entertained by launching a ball on settings 10, 20, or 30 feet. Now, this was my first thought, maybe yours too. Some have criticized the machine as a technological device that allows humans to spend less meaningful time with their dogs, but the majority of iFetch users also have a point they say their dogs now have more opportunity for exercise when they are busy with work and other responsibilities i'm Lori brooks you can get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com this has been an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors foster and
13: smith pet pharmacy with everyday low prices on products like quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100 satisfaction guarantee learn more at fosterandsmith.com
10: Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS-accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs, from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix, flea, and tick preventive. Doctors Foster & Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
8: Stella and Chewy's believes that selecting the best food is one of the most important decisions an owner can make for their pet. They believe that pets thrive when they're fed the same diet they'd get in the wild. Dogs and cats are carnivores, and meal mixers are a quick and convenient way to mix a little raw nutrition and great taste into their diet. Made from premium raw ingredients like grass fed meat and cage free poultry with organic fruits and vegetables. Meal mixers help kickstart your kibble. Learn more at stellaandchewies.com.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: radio celebrating our connection with our pets toll free one eight six six 405 8405 and we'll go back to those phones in just a couple of seconds i want to visit with an old friend or a young old friend francesco martigliano hey francesco how you doing all right how are you very good still are you still doing the uh sally fourth cartoon still doing that
14: i am and i'm gonna do it until then you know newspapers end so i got about another six weeks
2: Until the newspaper ends.
14: Well, you know, the whole industry. I'm kidding. I'm Uh, kidding. You see.
2: (laughs) Were you the kid in class next to me that was always drawing on his peachy notebook instead of doing the work?
14: If that same kid didn't say a word for three years and were to make eye contact, yes, I was that kid. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I used to do sketching a lot, but here I I basically do all the writing. Jim Keefe does all the illustrating.
2: So you write the comic strip. You don't do any of the illustrations so that...
14: I... I write the comic strip and then I write scene descriptions. So it kind of looks out. It looks like a uh, small sort of screenplay. You know, I say where the characters are, what what their facial expression is. <laughs> wh- you know, what where the room is, what the scene is. So I'm not just giving him dialogue and going, well, you're on your own.
2: So that's a lot of pressure for you. You got to come up with like a plot line and everything, huh?
14: Uh, supposedly, yeah, supposedly that's what I'm doing. No, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's sometimes like any other job, it gets a little enervating. On the other hand, if I were the sort of person who was complaining about a job on which I write silly stuff in three panels each day, I probably shouldn't have a job at all. So no, (laughs) in the end, it's a lot of fun.
2: Well, your new book, You Need More Sleep, Advice from Cats. Now, is it from cats for cats or is it from cats for humans? I was trying to make that delineation.
14: Oh, no, it is for humans. Okay, and what... it is for because in the introduction it spells that out there. You didn't read the introduction. I'm kidding, but um, it it's, it spells out it is for humans. It's basically all the lessons they have learned on their own, more or less. It's a self help book from the self involved.
2: Okay, so give us an example. What what kind of uh, tasty tip will we find in the book?
14: Okay, I mean it's split into. as I quickly open a couple of books. It's been to like different sections like personal relationships, social interaction, how to help your career, and of course entirely focused on you because these are cats.
15: Oh absolutely. And
14: um I'll try to do one thing here. Uh like certain personal relationship always stay at least thirty feet away from a loved one.
2: Oh, of course.
14: You know. <laughs> uh, Never let anyone dress you. you, you <laughs> that
4: is so cat.
2: <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about the cats that you have.
14: I I currently do not have cats. I'm getting it this. I'm getting uh, hopefully two kittens this month. Well, i got to say, it's
2: kind of hypocritical to write a book about cats. I
14: had cats for 17 years, and then 18 years prior to that.
2: <laughs> there you
12: go, yeah. <laughs> He told you.
2: I read I Could Pee on This over and over and learned a lot from it. It was one of my favorites. You know, you also had oh. I Could Chew on This, and what was that other one? <laughs>
14: Uh, I need my mommy. Yeah,
2: I'll be honest with oh, you. I need, that wasn't my favorite.
14: This conversation's over.
2: <laughs> the new one is awesome. I love it. And it's great for cat you. lovers. The kind of thing you'd give to the lady, you know, who has 10 or 15 cats next door. <laughs> or other people. By the way, we're having a hoarding expert coming on in about a half hour to talk about hoarding. So if you're one of those ladies, you want to stick around for that, too.
4: Hey, guys <laughs> like cats,
2: too. I would be one of those guys that uh, will, see, I'll probably die alone with cats. I'm an old cat guy. Well, Well, that's a good thing.
14: I will will die alone with a bunch of cats and a bunch of Simpsons paraphernalia. It's all going to work out well.
2: Are you uh, petless right now? I am, yes. Did you have? uh, What happened? Why all of a sudden? I think the last time we spoke.
14: Uh, My my cats uh, passed away of old age. Now that I've moved into a new place, which I have more room, it's much better for pets. My old building, I got the cats in sort of by forgetting that I meant that I had cats, but I wasn't allowed to have pets. So while I was allowed to have the cats, new pets were were problematic. I now live in a building that's extremely pet-friendly. They say they allow most animals. So when I was looking at the apartment, I said, so I could have a baby goat, expecting them to go just shut up and just fill out the form. But instead they go, well, with a baby goat, you'd have to carpet most of the apartment. Wait, could I have a baby goat? I'm not getting (laughs) a baby goat, but cats are no longer a problem.
2: Well, you know there was that landlord down in Hollywood, North Hollywood, she would only rents to people that have animals or pets. And if you oh, Did you know
14: that that's woman, a much better approach? I like that a lot.
2: I do too. We're lucky. I just see this news story that came in from CBS News. Uh, Chinese district, Jingying. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. They're telling everyone they have to get rid of their dogs. No person is permitted to keep any dog of any kind. And if you don't get rid of your dogs, they will come and club the dog to death right there. This is the government, the government in China.
14: I've really brought myself is the down. Problem with kind of China and dogs? Here. No, that, that's hard. I mean, here in Manhattan, obviously not that. It is difficult to find a building that allows dogs.
2: Not so pet friendly there.
14: It, I mean, cats. Cats usually aren't a problem. Every so often, you get a building that has a problem with that. Dogs are a little more. But I mean, clearly there are buildings where people sneak in because you know they can't. I see people walking with mastiffs. You can't sneak that into the apartment, you know, unless you're pretending it's your couch. So, you know, clearly there are some buildings here that have pets, you know, that allow for pets, but uh, then every something you get a story about a guy who has a bobcat or a monkey. In
1: hand. <laughs> I don't understand
2: why they, they allow cats, but they don't allow dogs in a lot of places. Really, the cats are the ones that mess the places up, at least in my they experience. Yeah, but
14: they don't make the noise. Oh, they don't make the noise
2: that the dogs, okay.
14: You are you are allowed to have a ferret. Um, once again, apparently I'm allowed to have a baby uh, baby goat or a... uh Monkey. Or a pig? That's all cool. I'm gonna try for baby goat and pig. I think that's what I'll do. That's your that next book, Because
2: right? you've done the dogs, you've done the cats. It's got to be about what goats, pigs. I'm just
14: gonna go more and more niche, just slowly and slowly go more and more niche. <laughs> you know, poems about British garden. You know, for <laughs> poems from voles and hedgehogs for British gardeners. Just keep going smaller and smaller in scope.
2: Francesco Marciuliano, thanks so much for hanging with us today. Hope you to do it again too. soon.
14: Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. This
2: healthy helping of animal radio is brought to you by Pet Playground. They are the makers of the safest and most reliable real dog fencing system in the world. Pet Playgrounds is a real fence, not an electric fence. It offers real climb, dig and chew protection for any breed. Use the code ANIMALRADIO at checkout and you will save yourself 10%. Learn more over at PetPlaygrounds.com. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I have a
12: miniature schnauzer approximately three years old Uh, she consistently shakes her head it sounds like she's got fluid in her ears
3: has she ever had an ear problem before
11: well we only got her approximately
3: six months ago Uh, i've heard of common problems with schnauzer's ears yeah And, and what's your baby's name heidi Heidi. So, Heidi, when you look at her ears, do you see anything going on in there as far as any uh, discoloration, any black or yellow debris, anything that's kind of coming out of her ears? Well,
12: the, the hair in her ears is a little wet.
3: Schnauzers do have some kind of special concerns um, when it comes to their ears, and you've probably encountered that they have a tremendous amount of hair that can grow outside from within the ear canal. So I always think it's a nice idea when people can do their own grooming at home, but I put some cautions out there, and you can kind of miss some very important ear care and ear hygiene that the professionals do. And, and actually, um, groomers and veterinarians and animal care technicians do a lot of ear care with schnauzers, um, consisting of plucking out the hair and removing the hair from the deeper ear canal. Because if a little moisture gets down deep in there and you've got all that hair, it can be really hard to... Keep a close eye on that to make sure the ear stays clean, healthy, and infections can really get a handle pretty easy if we're not addressing that hair as a factor. So all the other type of things that you might do as preventative care for her at home um, would be cleaning those ears and and using a good ear wash solution. Not anything medicated if she doesn't have a problem, but a good um, acid-based ear cleaner. There's a lot out there, Alocetic, epiotic, um, um, otacom a lot of those type of products which are good for routine ear cleaning if you're doing some care at home. I would be a little concerned with Heidi's, what you're describing as having some moisture in her ears. Because that could be a sign that we might have an infection and we really want to get that evaluated and get a sample of that um, just so we can see what might be going on in there. Because if we have an infection, we definitely need to attack that with uh, topicals and or types of pills to try to get that in a handle. I would definitely make sure you have her ears checked out and uh, you know any kind of fluid in there, we want to get that cleaned up, get her on some medications if that's appropriate.
12: Okay.
3: All right. Thank well, you. thank you for calling. It's great talking to you.
12: Thank you very much.
2: This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Pet Playgrounds. They are the makers of the safest and most reliable real dog fencing system in the world. Dog trainers, veterinarians, and dog lovers all over highly recommend Pet Playgrounds because it's the best option to protect your dog. Use code Animal Radio at checkout and you'll save 10% at PetPlaygrounds.com. I'm Beth Stern.
6: Radio and adopt from your local shelter. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals
15: are people too. a sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from verizon online steve finelli and sean donovan said their lasso opso named andy finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling 142 dollars and 34 cents verizon said the bill was meant for a man named andy finelli who lives on the other side of the country AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Fido
1: Friendly Magazine presents the 7th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour Get Your Licks on Route 66 with advocate sponsor Shelby, a magical holiday tale coming soon to DVD along with community sponsors Zeus Dog Toys, Pet Dur Magic, and Blue Dog Bakery. Media sponsor Animal Radio. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, powered by Sprint Reynolds, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Log on to Get Your Licks on Route66.com to find out where the tour stops near you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's
2: Animal Radio. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. If you want to dial carefully, it's an 866 number. You don't want to accidentally vote for one of the America's Got Talent uh, contestants.
15: <laughs> Well, maybe you do.
2: (laughs) This is the wrong number to do that. Uh, But we'd love to hear from you today. Your questions for Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani. And, of course, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's available at your respective app store. And this email comes off the app uh, from Florence. She writes, Dr. Debbie, I have a three-year-old English Staffordshire Bull Terrier. She's a retired show dog. My problem is that she eats everything under the sun. Now, I know if Judy was here, she could relate to that because many of the dogs that she walks eat everything. Oh. So she goes on to say, Florence says, I live in a wooded area. Uh, it's a, it's a condo, so I must walk her. And every time we go out on a walk, she's constantly in search of something to eat, whether it's a rabbit poop, worm, uh, cicadas. Wow. <laughs> Lollipops, whatever it is, she'll find it. She'll eat it. She also loves eating grass she actually ate a uh one of those small votive candles that she dropped oh on the needless to say our walks are not pleasurable is there anything i can do
13: doctor
3: oh, yes absolutely there's a ton of things that we can try um the number one thing i always start with these situations is staffordshire uh, terriers are definitely high energy dogs so a lot of these behavior things are a little bit out of boredom and not having other avenues and energy that we we have to burn off so really expending the energy, getting her running, jogging, if you're riding a bike, playing ball, frisbee, going to doggy daycare, something to burn that candle down, <laughs> then the next thing would be to use um, when you are walking, to use a basket muzzle. And I would say that um, finding the right fit is very, very important um, um, and definitely introducing that basket muzzle. Um, that helps to keep the dog um, from being able to ingest things that you uh, come along the way. And The company of animals has the Baskerville muzzle, which I know we've talked about on the show before yep. and it is a wonderful product and you just want to get them introduced to it slowly with you know peanut butter or putting a little bit of canned food on the um the end of the muzzle just to get them acclimated to it so they get used to it
2: it's not cruel to have one of those on is it i mean it's really very helpful at times
3: no, no, and it's a lifesaver for many dogs because they can be so quick and so sneaky to get that tongue out and ingest something and you don't want to be paying thousands of dollars for a surgery. So it is important to maintain control of your dog when you're out walking. In some dogs, you know, a basket muzzle might not be the best fit. Occasionally I do find that a head collar, kind of like the um, <clears throat> bridle type fitting, um, can actually be just as effective or more effective to keep the head motion from going down um, and keep them moving forward and that, that works wonderfully for a lot of of dogs. Um, the other thing that I would definitely recommend is to start changing how you feed your Staffordshire Terrier. Really? Um, so, yeah, so instead of just putting that bowl of food out and just letting them letting have at it, you want to actually feed um, and make it interactive. So make them work for it. So you can get um, there's a wide array of different puzzles, um, interactive toys, so that when they uh, knock the ball around, the food falls out. Um, the puzzles where they have to ingest around the pegs, it slows down the eating process and makes them think about it. So just like a cat, we want to give them a little bit of work to forage for their food. And then I always say we can't become part of the problem with these um, dogs that eat un- unusual things. So don't make a lot of drama. Don't scream and yell when that cicada gets eaten because you know what? He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> An earthworm cicada is not going to kill him. Um, pick your battles and know that it's okay when those little things are ingested. Really focus on the big ones and uh you know, it's a barter in exchange. So have something that's more appealing. Don't try to rip those things out of your dog's mouth because you're gonna make it more fun, make it a game and uh then you'll just be playing his game.
2: Yeah, you don't wanna do that. You know, we got one of those Planet Dog Puzzle Balls, which is a great game. It's it's mm-hmm. a ball about the size of um I don't know, maybe my hand a couple of my hands. It's a big ball and you put food into it and it gets kind of lodged in there and they have to work really hard to get it out. So it becomes a, a, a great foraging game for them and yes. Planet Dog makes that. So uh, good luck with that. I can relate to dogs that eat everything. Uh, let's head back to the phones for your calls, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget that our very own Dr. Debbie is an author- authoritarian on Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, among other animals. She's has a Kindle book called How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend for Those Breeds, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. So if you have one of those, you want to think about this kind of uh, an owner's or guardian's manual for these animals and they're available over at Amazon as Kindle Books, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. This healthy portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Solid Gold Holistic Pet Food, offering a wide range of holistic dry and wet food for both dogs and cats. Choose from a variety of grain and gluten free as well as healthy whole grain options. All with ingredients you can trust. No meat byproduct meal, corn, wheat, soy, sugar, artificial preservatives, or flavors added. Just the good stuff.
1: Thanks Solid Gold for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405.
7: Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. Take care of the pets and make sure that in these hot days that they get in lots of water and don't tie them outside in the sun because then they get a heat stroke.
1: Mm -hmm. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Okay, let's see. I can chew gum. I can answer the phone calls. I can do a radio show at the same time. Without Judy here, this is all quite confusing for me. She usually points and says, talk now or go to, go here, do this, do this interview, answer these phone calls. She's like a traffic director here. She's not here today, but I've made it through one hour. Okay. And, uh, we're on time and we're answering your calls toll free at 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani. Uh, Lori Brooks, of course, working so hard in the newsroom. She is such a lucky... She closes herself off in the newsroom, doesn't have to hear any of our nonsense, and she has her dogs in there, too. So she's got a pretty cush job, if I might say so myself. Uh, What are you working on? thank you.
4: Um, There is a celebrity who... Another celebrity, I should say, because there's been quite a few recently, who is opening up a pet accessories company but this i really like because they're really concentrating on quality uh style and everything made in the usa we'll tell you who you can look for with that on the way
2: hmm. uh, but first let's go to the phones for your calls for dr debbie and dog father joey Volani. one 405 8405 i believe we have helen on the phone for dr debbie hi helen how are you doing
16: I'm doing real good. Just want to let you know, I might lose you. I'm on my cell out in the middle of Texas. Maybe. Okay.
2: Well, I'll tell you if what. We, let, hey, let's get you right to the doctor immediately, so just in case we lose you, you'll get your answer, okay? What's up with, with your animals?
16: Well, I have a two-year-old Scotty, and she's a good little girl. She's the best dog in the world, but she gets excited. She piddles all over.
3: Ooh. Oh. And she's
16: been doing this since she was oh, eight weeks old, and was wondering if there's anything we can do to prevent it.
3: Okay. Can you tell me in the situations when when she's doing that, what triggers that?
16: Uh, meeting strangers, that's about the biggest trigger right there. Now,
3: I do that, okay. too.
16: <laughs> I didn't think it was
2: a big deal, but...
3: Well, I'm excited to get this question, Helen, because this is actually um, a very common problem. And we see it in a lot of dogs. Most commonly, we see it in puppies. Um, and they tend to kind of grow out of it. But um, yeah. at two years of age, if that behavior is there, you know, we're going to have to battle this. And there are there's basically two reasons why this happens in dogs. Um, one of the reasons is that they're just excited. And we call them excitement urinators. <laughs> and then in other different. pets, it's actually a way that they're displaying submission. Okay. So if this is happening more when people are coming into the home and it happens right when they're walking in the front door and, um, you know, she gets excited and it's all a big event, that's probably more of just an emotional excitement type thing. And yeah, there's I definitely ways we is. can work with that. That's yeah. what you think it is?
16: I, that's what I, I would say. So, because she'll go right up to people, and as soon as her little tail starts wagging, the faster it goes, <laughs> she
3: starts her huh. Yeah, and then splashing the urine all over the place. It's a great greeting. Oh,
16: yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, no. I just had her out in the truck. I took her out for her little break, and she saw a Pomeranian out there while we were out going to the bathroom out there, and she peed all over my shoe. <laughs> oh, oh we were my there. goodness.
3: <laughs> so, when she does this, does she kind of roll over? Does she show her belly when this is happening?
16: Nope, not at
3: all. Okay, because that's one way that we can look at the other cause of this is when they're being submissive. Because in the dog world, um, a a dog that's submissive to another dog tends to kind of show their underbelly. They'll roll over and even urinate a little bit. So in your situation, with this being excitement, this is this is an exciting thing (laughs) we can work with this. So the hardest thing in the world that I tell my clients when we're fighting this problem is you need to tame down the greetings when you enter the home, whether it be you coming home from work or someone yeah. entering into the home. Um, it's common nature. We all want to go, oh, hi, puppy, puppy. Great to see you. But it actually, that's actually kind of perpetuating this behavior because they get excited all the more. We're just kind of mm-hmm. amping them up, and then the urine flows.
8: Yeah. So the first
3: thing you want to do is when you come home, you ignore your dog as hard as it is. For five minutes, you go take her straight outside. Don't make eye contact. You're not looking at her. You're not talking to her. Get her to do her potty business. And then after a few minutes, the excitement kind of wears off, and you'll hopefully not find that that will happen at that time. But it's this is a very hard thing for people to do. Um yeah. some other dogs yeah. we can try like using a head halter um, if you've ever seen those gentle lead harnesses that's kind of a good thing um yeah. and even just kind of practicing some kind of calm commands when you come in you know just a quiet sit without getting her all excited um but but really that uh, you know that that getting them all worked up thing is that that's really what kind of triggers this and feeds that uh, behavior
16: and probably even with strangers not let them pet her right away till she settles down and
3: Exactly, and, it, and that's more. what I do is I would tell people when they come to your home, Just ignore her. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Um, you know, same thing. No eye contact. And if you have to, you can take her outside right as they're entering. But in, in many cases, if you just tell and you instruct your friends and family, you know, just don't pay attention to the dog. Um, then that's going to be a really good thing. And you, and you'll want to practice this. So you want to have friends and family members that are in on this kind of helps set her up (laughs) so that you can practice this behavior. And And it, it will work, but it just takes a lot of, uh, lot of uh, conditioning in that way all right because
16: i can say she's a very ha- happy dog actually too happy and i guess that's yeah oh here.
3: we want to yeah. we want to keep the happiness we just don't want the piddle going everywhere <laughs> yeah, <please. laughs> well i hope that's helpful for you this is dr debbie with animal radio one 405 8405
2: this portion of animal radio is underwritten by Neutralife Ultra Joint and Liver Support. Listen up, if your pet has difficulty walking or running, try Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutralife Pet with Sammy. Sammy! Buy one box and get one free by using the code ANIMALRADIO. Here's the phone number. Call one 844 pet sammy That's 1-844-PET-S-A-M-E. Or visit NutralifePet.com. Thanks guys for underwriting animal radio. Here's a big sloppy kiss. Okay, let's take one for, uh, this is for Joey. Okay, for one for groomer Joey Volani. We have Kitty on the phone. Hey, Kitty, welcome to the show. Hello. What's going on?
7: Well, I have a cat that is too fat. She doesn't groom herself. And I was wondering if I could get her shaved instead of, you know, messing with the hairballs and having her brushed out because I have to take her to the vet. They have to sedate her and then brush her out because she
12: won't let me do it. She's not happy being groomed either. Is that correct? She bites you okay, if ha- I try to do it. She bites you if you try to do it. Okay. So that's something, believe me, a nasty cat is a lot more dangerous than a um, dog. They have a lot of diff- types of bacteria in their mouth. And when they bite you, sometimes it could be pretty, pretty nasty. Um, is it a long or a short haired cat, first of all?
16: She's long haired.
12: Okay, okay, and have you ever had a groomer um, work on the cat? No. Okay, what I would try, not that I'm trying to take anything out of the veterinarian's hands, but sometimes in, in a grooming salon, um, a professional groomer, because they do it all the time, may have a lot more success um, removing the knots and tangles. Now, depending upon how serious they are would really determine, um, you know, if, if they could remove them or not. Um, a lot of times the cat, though, even though um, it seems like this hopeless, if you take your time and you have two people work on the cat where they take their time, and the cat's not stressed out, a lot of times you could work it out. Now, can you clip the cat down? You absolutely can. But my question to you is, did you ever do that before to this particular cat? No. Sometimes what happens is when... um you clip cats down short because there really isn't, you don't have much of a variation. You either have to go real short or you gotta leave it full coated. And that's only because of safety reasons. The blade that you have to use on the cat cuts, um, to one eighth of an inch, um, off of the skin. So if, if basically it's, it's bald. Um, what happens is a lot of times the cats know that there is a change they don 't know exactly what it is, and sometimes we 'll go into a state of depression with a hide or um, you know i mean just just not want to see anyone because they 're embarrassed of, of of you know what has become what has become of them, even though they don 't know exactly what it is they just know what 's a change. If you do have to do that, the most important thing is, is you don't want to laugh at the cat. You don't want to change anything. Cause believe me, they know, they know if, if, if they're being laughed at, they know if, if it's a different situation. So if it has to be clipped down, um, I would use it as the last resort, but I would try your professional groomer first for a couple reasons. I wouldn't want to sedate a cat unless I've really, really had to him because it's not real, you know, it's not real good on their system. Um, And the groomer will tell you within the first 10 minutes of the grooming, either call you up and say, listen, please come pick up your cat. We can't do it. And then in that situation, you'll have to go to your veterinarian and do what's ever necessary at that time. But if you get a good cat groomer, a lot of times they'll put two people on the cat. One holds the cat where the cat can't bite or scratch the other one. And after a while, if you take your time, sometimes they calm down a little bit, especially if it's in an environment where there's, um, no dogs barking, and, and it's a little bit quiet. And they'll calm down and, and um, sometimes like the professional grooming. And the good thing about that is it also may make the cat like to be brushed at home and, um, you know, break that, that whole cycle.
11: Okay, well, I'll try that.
12: Okay. Unfortunately, I wish I had a miracle spray that I could tell you about, but there's not. It's just, it's just, um, you know, just brushing and combing. And, um, you know, I, I would try that first and, um, hopefully they can, um, help you out there.
11: Okay.
2: Thanks for your call, kitty. one 405 8405 to connect with anyone of the dream team here at Animal Radio.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the dream team now at one 405 8405 Here's another Pet Playground's minute.
2: You know, when we find something out that will help any of our pet lover friends, we'd love to share it. And Pet Playground's makes the safest and most reliable real dog fencing system in the world. It's it's a real fence. It's not like an electric fence. You know those electric fences that buzz you and uh, that zap you and
8: Yeah, well they, you know, some of them keep some of them keep your animals contained, but they let other animals come in your yard as well.
2: And if your dog really wants to go somewhere, <laughs> they'll go through an invisible they'll
8: fence. They'll take that hit to go get that dog on the other side.
2: Not with Pet Playgrounds fence. It's a real fence. And if you ever have uh, problems with chewing or digging or climbing, don't worry about it with this. Forget about it. This delivers real climb, dig, and chew protection for any breed. And it's nearly invisible. You know, it's not going to be an eyesore on your property. I stand back from mine about 15 feet.
8: And you can't see it?
2: It's real cool. that It it just matches with a lens right right in. in. Learn more about Pet Playgrounds at PetPlaygrounds.com.
5: Visit PetPlaygrounds.com Yeah, PetPlaygrounds.com Dogs need
14: to run free Our non-electric fence makes it easy Your dog can't climb or dig or chew It's perfect for your best friend
15: and for you
2: Use Animal Radio Code at checkout to save 10% at PetPlaygrounds.com.
9: Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics. Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Maya Bialik on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Don't forget you can get your Animal Radio fix all
2: week long over at AnimalRadio.com and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Thanks to those folks over at Drs. Fosters and Smith. And there is some kind of sad news coming out of China. As there's one district, Jinan... They have uh, decided. The government there has decided to get rid of all the dogs. They they don't want anybody to keep a dog of any kind, and uh, so they're they're asking people to get rid of the dogs. And if they don't get rid of the dogs, then they'll come over and club the dog to death.
4: This why like, God? Now, how do they expect people to get rid of them?
2: I uh, I don't know. You now, here's a country that still eats why? dogs, so that's uh, interesting. Well, the, yeah, we do know why. Uh, an unidentified, first of all, no one would comment on this officially, but an unidentified worker from the Dayang village uh, says uh, it's the will, first of all, the will of the majority of the district of more than a 1,000 residents. So they're saying it is the residents that, that are behind this. But they say that they're, of course, a waste of scarce resources. So that's the uh, big reason behind it. And uh
12: What, food, food and water? Is I, that what we're talking about?
2: I really don't know. It's it's sad news, but in some better news, and I love this, and this news comes out of Mexico, where you, you really, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen with the animals down there. But bullfighting, of course, is, you, when you think of Mexico, you think of bullfighting, right? The two oh, go yeah. hand in hand. But a third Mexican state has banned bullfighting. After a uh, campaign from an animal rights group, the northern state of Koala. Koala? That's uh, the one that butts up right against Texas there. And uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. They feel that bullfights are barbaric and most of the citizens oppose them. So there you go. That's good, great. Good news from uh, one part of the world and bad news from another. But uh, you hooray,
12: know. Mexico. Boo, China.
2: <laughs> and uh, from right here, what are you working on, Miss Lori Brooks?
12: Um,
4: I have a not so good story. If we're going, we're following your rhythm that you set there, Hal. In Southern California, there's been some horrible attacks on dogs there. Uh, but the community's getting really active. We'll tell you about, uh, the humongous reward that is being offered. It's more than doubled now.
2: Okay. That's on the way right here yeah. on Can't wait to hear that. You're going to stick around for that. You heard reward. Yep. <laughs> You're all over it. Let's go to the phones for your calls. Uh, we have Sherry on the phone. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing?
0: I'm
11: doing great, thank you. Where
2: are you calling from?
11: I'm calling from Tennessee.
2: What's on your mind
0: today?
11: Um what it is my sister um we have she has a puppy, probably about two and a half years old, and he's been outside. He's a house dog, but he got outside and he got some fleas, so they bought some really expensive shampoos and that and the other to get rid of the fleas. They thought well, they did, but now he's got like his skin is very sensitive or something I don't know, but he's itching and scratching. And they haven't taken him to the vet yet, but is there something that we could do before we take him to the vet? I mean, he's just like one of the family, and we want to take care of him.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're definitely family members. And you didn't mention, Sherry, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, it's a shoot Okay, and where are these spots that he's having the irritation? On What part of his body?
11: Well, on his underbelly and... um Oh, um, uh, he—he's biting on his ankles, and we thought it was fleas, but we can't find any, and we've done everything. You know, we do the flea thing, so I don't think it's the fleas, but undoubtedly maybe the flea medicine made him his skin be real dry, like say humans or something. And now we just—the poor thing—he's just scratching and itching all the time, and his hair in a couple of spots has turned red. He's a black and white. But his hair is turning red in a couple of spots. Would that have anything to do with it?
3: Well, it certainly can. And what you're describing, when dog's hair kind of turns like a reddish, uh, kind of a reddish-brown color, that is that's evidence that um, the pet is actually licking. So even if oh. we don't see them lick, if we see that brown staining, that's the clue there. So okay. definitely, from what you're describing, he is you know, a- attacking himself, licking, chewing. And if he's right. got sores and he's got redness, I think we really need to talk about the potential, what's causing that. And you mentioned fleas, and that is the number one thing I think of when we have a really itchy pet in a flea endemic area. I'm fortunate. I'm in Vegas. We don't have fleas out here. But for pretty much everywhere else in the country, that would be the first thing. And I really, you know, even though you've done some steps, um, there's still the possibility that one bite from that flea can last for many, many weeks in causing that itch factor. So you need to still keep up with all of that. But if we've actually got some redness, some sores, we could even have some skin infections going on right now. So um, it might be realistic um, that we talk about antibiotics, um, maybe some medicated shampoos to help relieve that surface irritation on the skin, and then um, some anti-itch type remedies. And there's a lot of different things that I'll pull out of the the medicine cabinet for an itchy dog, Um, but I try to start with the medicine that causes the least side effects if at all possible, so something like an antihistamine. Um, okay. although some dogs will use steroids, um, for good and for bad, um, and that may help to take the itch out if we're dealing with a really bad allergic type situation. Um, so I would definitely imagine, Sherry, okay. that you're gonna need to get this baby to a veterinarian because we wanna A, okay. make sure that those fleas are under control, and B, make sure we can give him some relief for the itch, and then also Not treat because any... I feel
11: so sorry for him, you know, and it was, it's just that like we don't see the fleas, but if he's licking or whatever, will that turn back to black and white and, and the red go away?
3: That's a good question. And generally that red, if we can stop the itch cycle and stop whatever's causing them to, to do that, yeah, it will go away. And it goes away kind of when the hair is returned to normal, when they shed their hair in the next cycle. Um, but for a lot of pets, especially those with chronic allergies, they if you ever see dogs walking down the street, they can have red-brown staining in between their feet on their on their inner thighs, and without getting to the root of the problem they 'll be left that way and that that color staining is kind of a chronic problem, so you 'll really be motivated to try to um, a make him comfortable and then b try to you know get those red spots to go away so I, I think we 've got some hope there, but we really will need to get get him um, some control some itch control for for him um, but there 's hope so I'd say, you know, get them into your vet. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, skin problems are a huge issue for, for dogs. It's one of the number one things I see in my practice. So you're not alone. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405.
2: This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Solid Gold. Check it out. Venison, Pollock, Duck, Quail, cold water Salmon, the list goes on. Solid Gold Holistic Pet Food offers a wide variety of sustainability-sourced options in both grain and gluten-free and healthy whole grain recipes. No ingredients sourced from China, ever. Try Solid Gold today. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs
15: or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. I've heard of a Wonder Bra, but I wonder what Jill Nispel was thinking. The 35-year-old Floridian woman was recently arrested for stuffing her bra with a parrot. It was a rare green-winged parrot she stole from her employer, Baby Exotic Birds of Englewood. She then tried to trade the parrot for a vintage car, but when she told the car's owner about her bra-stuffing technique, he called a good friend of his who just happened to be the owner of the bird shop she stole the bird from. The parrot was valued at $2,000, and the bra-stuffing bird snatcher was charged with grand theft. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio.
0: Animals
15: are people, too. Animal Radio. Hey, y'all. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
13: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com.
4: I'm Lori Brooks. Well, you know, we all know there are so many benefits to being around pets, dogs, and cats. And now there's proof that horses also have a positive effect on children as well, thanks to a study that's been done at Washington State University. Researchers say this study is really much more than just a reinforcement of the so-called feel-good benefits of being around animals because they designed this study to see if there was a way that their research could also have another purpose and be used in the prevention of mental health problems later in life. The study also found that children who had participated in the 12-week program with horses had significantly lower stress hormone levels. And that's pretty exciting news because this study gives now more scientific credit to the claims of therapeutic horsemanship professionals and also. So parents and children who have reported a positive impact from those types of programs. At least nine dogs in the Antelope Valley area of Southern California have been attacked by someone pouring an unknown substance on them that is leaving the dogs with severe chemical burns. These attacks have been going on for several months and the reward for catching the person or persons responsible has increased to at least $50,000 now. So far, six pit bulls, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and a Chihuahua have been the victims. And devoted animal lovers with a flair for style, actress Lucy Liu and costume designer Ellen Stockbridge have now launched Le Rure. It's a new pet accessories company they met after they found each other on the set of the elementary television series. Lucy Liu says, you know, she found that there weren't a lot of safe pet products out there. For instance, she said some had lead zippers and some products would really just fall apart at the seams if they were laundered. But their new company, she boasts, is about all of its pet products with some super stylish looks, the ability to hold up under repeated laundering, and they're all, she says, made in the USA. Good luck with that. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster
13: & Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadyl delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com.
10: Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a VET VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadyl to non-prescription items like Canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you. All with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
13: When the leading antihistamine and Nasacort go nose-to-nose, Nasacort wins, stopping more of the chemical responses that can cause your nasal allergy symptoms. And when you stop more causes, you get 24-hour relief from sneezing, an itchy, runny nose, even congestion. It's prescription-strength medicine available over-the-counter. Nasacort Allergy 24-hour. Stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: It's Animal Radio. We're going to head back to the phones in just a second for your calls. Go ahead and call now at 1-866-405-8405. First, I want to visit with a very interesting gentleman, Dennis Clark. He is the president of Tactical Detection Canine based in Louisville, Kentucky. Dennis, welcome to the show.
17: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Now, you uh, train dogs, is that correct?
17: Correct. We train mostly 9.5% of detection dogs, being drug detection, explosive detection, arson detection, and now electronic detection.
2: This electronic detection is amazing. I just don't understand. You know, with the other things that you've mentioned, there's, I would say, a smell that's pretty obvious. For electronics like DVDs, how did dogs detect this, and what are they looking for?
17: We found, uh, we had a laboratory do testing and found one product that is in all devices that would hold memory, and then we took that one byproduct and got as much of it as we could to do what we call imprinting that odor on the dog. And you're correct, I mean, it is harder for the dog to smell that than it is drugs or explosives.
2: I would imagine. And they're looking for, uh, what, like for DVDs, what are they looking for, pirated DVDs?
17: No, they're looking for, uh, we had a FBI task force on child pornography come to us, and the problem they had was finding uh, SIM cards and uh, thumb drives. So they wanted a the dog to find those because they were so easy to conceal. And that's what we did in the Jared Subway case. We found a thumb drive that had evidence on it.
2: I just want to point out, just in case anybody missed that right there, Jared Fogle from Subway, the spokesperson who is being indicted for child pornography, your dog was involved in finding the thumb drives that had That's that on correct.
17: it? Yes. The first dog we had trained, his name's Bear. He's a lab at Chocolate Lab, and he located a thumb drive. And, in fact, uh, Jared has already pleaded guilty, and I think his sentencing is going to be in November.
3: That's amazing that these dogs can track that down. <laughs>
17: It takes about six to eight months to train one of these dogs, really because the items don't have much odor, and you have to train to, you know, hide them in a mattress or something. A dog really has to work a lot harder than say uh, meth, methamphetamine or cocaine. We can train a drug dog in about thirty days.
2: And there's probably a lot of money for that too. Costs a lot of money, but you probably make it when you sell the dog later. Is that correct?
17: We sell the dogs, the electronic dogs, for ninety-five hundred dollars. That includes the handler training and uh, certification. The drug dogs and, and explosive dogs and arson dogs, we sell for 4500 and that also includes, uh, you know, if, if you actually break it down to an hour by hour because they train every day and you work them every day, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's, it's not on this end. But what they do is save so many hours and man hours when they're searching. If uh, he hadn't found that uh, Fund drive in the uh, subway case, Jared's subway case, as it's being called, and Jared pled guilty. Then you're talking about court costs and trials and that kind of thing. So the dogs, mm. uh, they save you money.
2: And are there? Is there a certain kind of breed that is predisposed to to this kind of brilliance?
17: About Seventy, about seventy-five percent of what we train are labs. Okay. And the reason being, they're a non-threatening uh, dog to the public. They're uh, athletic. Uh, you know, very social, aren't bothered by environmental changes and things. And uh, a lot of the departments got away from the Walls and the German Shepherds and went, started going to labs, I noticed, about two years ago. Uh A lab is just everybody loves labs, so they're, they're just non-threatening, and they do as good a job in detection as Mal's or German Shepherds do.
2: Yeah. What about these animals at nighttime when they're not working, like bear, for instance, I mean, obviously, these animals are treated as property in the United States in most states, and uh, right. if not all. But do they have a home? Do they have a, a regular yeah. life?
17: Correct. They stay with the handler, and uh, they usually have – they're all, of course, crate-trained and kennel-trained. And, but they do stay with the handler and the family and then go to work every day with that handler and a family. Now, these dogs, we refer to them as single-purpose dogs because they're just drug or bomb or electronic. And if you take them home and make a complete pet out of them and start playing ball with them, then their drive at work will drop down. So there's a fine line there that you sort of have to walk so that they are happy Aww. at home, but they also have the high drive at work.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: That's uh sort of like the uh, creative artists that can't take any antidepressants or any medications because it will screw up their, right. their creative. You know,
17: Right. If the dog comes home and the kids are in the backyard playing ball with him, and that's his reward, for drugs, then he's not going to be ah. driven when he goes out to work because he's going to think, "Hey, I get it at home, so sure. I don't have to work."
3: I think those dogs are undervalued. For eight months, <laughs> that, that is an amazing—they're doing such a service that I, I can say you have to pay way much, way more for that. <laughs> I thought the same thing too.
17: Well, if the economy wasn't so bad, we would be asking more.
2: <laughs> well, I know service dogs, most service dogs at least start at 10 grand, some up near 20 grand, so that's interesting.
17: The drug dogs before, actually before the 2008 recession, they were double what they are now, so we had to price dogs, you know, according to governments and, and companies, you know, they were struck by it too, so uh, we had to bring the price down. Uh, there's some kennels that will sell them higher, but we, uh, you know, keep them at that price and it it makes it affordable to a lot of smaller police departments that couldn't afford a 12 or 14 thousand dollar dog yeah
4: and well that says a lot about you guys being willing to to help out the the government agencies that need those dogs
17: right And, and plus two we're all still either on the police department or fire department uh besides running the company so we stay in the loop there too
2: i encourage listeners to check out tactical detection canine that's the letter k and the number nine dot com and of course links to everything you put on today's show over at animalradio.com thank you don't you know this portion of animal radio was underwritten by stella and chewies you know pets thrive when they're fed the same food they get in the wild and meal mixers are an easy convenient way to add raw nutrient-rich meat with wholesome fruits and vegetables and antioxidants to any diet learn more at stellaandchewies.com and thanks guys for underwriting animal radio Hi, Steve. How are you doing?
10: Hey, hell, I'm doing good. How
2: can we help you today?
10: Well, my boss interior. I was going to talk to Dr. Debbie. I wanted to ask about uh, he keeps picking up his right, left rear leg every once in a while, like it's hurting him. But I have gone and I've looked at it, manipulated his little foot, and it doesn't seem to bother him. And I felt up his leg, and like when you get to the knee, Instead of being nice and even going around at times, you can actually run your fingers around and then there's an indentation.
8: Mm, I'm just wondering
10: if that might be a dislocated knee at any point in time. It
11: might slip back and forth.
3: Gosh, you know, Steve, you are so good, man. I'm going to give you your an instant veterinary degree here because you're very close <laughs> to diagnosing this. From what you're describing, what I am really think of in small breed dogs, when we have problems in the back leg where they kind of have that intermittent lameness where they kind of pick up their leg and almost skip on it and then put it back down, what I really think about is a luxating kneecap or a luxating patella. And you might actually feel an indentation where that kneecap should be when... it. It pops out of place. So yeah, if you're feeling that, um, and in, in some dogs that can be a very subtle thing in others, it's, it's a smack in the face. It's very obvious, but you know, if your pet is actually having some limping related to this, then I would encourage you to get a good checkup and maybe some x-rays because with luxating patellas in some cases we'll go with medications. And in other cases, really surgery would be very important to help prevent the onset of a advanced arthritis and even deformation of that leg um, well, but yeah that uh, ne-
10: another thing that was another thing I was going to ask you because I can actually notice when I'm walking behind him that his little left foot will pitch and toe in
3: yeah and, and you're, you're, what you're describing is already kind of into the, the upper grades of a possible kneecap luxation. When that happens, the forces on the kneecap are kind of pulling things inward, so the lower part of the leg can rotate and actually become deformed. So it's not too late to, you know, to intervene if you're seeing that. But it would warrant definitely to have that looked at. Um, for milder cases, like I said, some things like joint supplements, rest, weight management, um, arthritis medicine, things like that. But otherwise, surgery is actually very useful for a certain population of dogs and can make them very comfortable afterward. Now, the interesting thing, and I always will point this out, is we always, as humans, expect our dogs to cry when their legs hurt them. And they're just not going to do that unless you've really got a broken leg or something really over-the-top painful. But for pets with chronic arthritis or chronic or orth- orthopedic problems, you're not going to have a dog vocalizing about that problem. If you see any abnormal movement, any limping or change in the way they move, that's your sign. That is the sign that something is not right. It's
2: Animal Radio. Welcome, my friend. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405, to reach out to Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Volani right now.
3: Hey, hey, Joey, I got my first pair of thinning shears.
12: Really? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm so
3: excited. And now, I got to tell you. I I went to my hairstylist and I was getting my hair done and colored and cut and I said, "Hey, before you put those away, can can you show me how you use those?" <laughs> And she was like, looked at me so strangely. I'm like, I'm ordering a pair for my dog, and I've been watching videos. I just, I want to get your tips. So she was helping, kind of share those things. And, and they're beautiful. They're very nice. They're the carbonized, uh, whatever steel stuff. And I haven't got to use them yet. I'm getting ready, and uh, I don't know if you have tips for that as well.
12: Oh, I got, I got a lot of tips. I can, I can actually show you there. Just, you no, know, the biggest tip is don't drop them. As soon as you drop them, you got to go get them. You got to get them resharpened and re balanced wow but um i got a lot of good tips for you you really do you're just like i a... just want to know you know why she didn't ask me about the you know about the thinning is. she went to a hairstylist you know i mean i'm a little heartbroken that's okay
3: hey i mean i was sitting in the chair it's and okay. i just looked up and she had a pair and i was like that made me think of it so i asked her because it was you know i'm getting my hair
6: done
2: that being said you were out of town last good week. unsalted yeah. a little bit <laughs> hey
6: uh Sorry.
2: let's go to uh is it doing how are you doing today
6: I'm good. How about you? Good. Thank you for taking my call.
2: Yeah. Where are you calling from?
6: Um, I'm calling from
2: Fullerton. Fullerton, the LA area. Beautiful. So what's going on?
6: Um, So I have a very leash reactive dog. I just got her about two and a half months ago from the shelter. She's about four years old and this is my very first dog. So I took her to obedience class and um, she was very reactive to all of the other dogs there. She wouldn't stop barking until the teacher um, yanks on her collar several times, and then she stopped. But then when I go home and I do that on her walk, um, she seems to get worse, so I don't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I've started trying to counter-condition her, but I've been getting mixed results. Some days it's great, some days we just have to run away. Okay, so, tell me
3: exactly um, what you're doing when you're out for your walk.
6: Um, so when we're out for a walk, I make sure I stock a whole bunch of chicken because that's the only treat that she'll take. So um, whenever I see a dog, she looks at it, and then she tries to look at me, and then I give her the, the chicken, and then we go on our way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I notice the times that it doesn't work is when the dog um, directly stares at her, and then I have, like, mm-hmm. one second to, like, try and move her away. And sometimes mm-hmm. I notice, like, when she tenses and I tug at her to move away, um, she reacts. And other times I have to wait a little bit to try and dingle the chicken in front of her nose, and then she'll take it. And other times she'll react, to. So I I kind of don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong.
3: Well, it sounds like you have a, a lot of the right ideas here, definitely. Um, as far as you're teaching, you know, the, the one thing that's so important and a basic thing in, in dealing with a pet is um, having them, focus on you and so you're, you're basically teaching what i call the watch me command um mm-hmm. so using the food as a lure saying you know what's your pet's name mike him so you're saying mike him and then she looks at you and you give her the little chicken reward. Um, so that is a very important part of teaching her self control in these situations. So that's great. And I, I'm, I'm thrilled. And especially if you're using a high value food like chicken instead of just, you know, a prepared dog treat or, you know, soft treats, things like that are just kind of commonplace. And they really need something that's going to kind of. Command their attention so so that sounds really good now. Um, the only thing that I would say is that from your situation is you really need to practice and practice successful focused behavior from a distance, so making sure that you can control. Um, the proximity of those other dogs or distractions, as we might call them. So when you're doing this, I would definitely try to do it at the the lower um, population times, you know, early morning preferably before, you know, other animals are really out and really practice those the watch me command and practice her obedience in just without any distractions and and that has to be spot on awesome and then we work on saying okay there's a dog going to be way across the other side of the park she sees it you see her eyes focus on it and then you practice the watch me command make her do a down um, you know give her some a replacement behavior you know shake paw something that shows that she can find a calm position and that's kind of the second step of uh, the counter conditioning we want to give her a replacement behavior you got to give her something else to do and watching you is important but something physically that she can't go barking and lunging at the other dog while she's doing this um and and then really work on you know even if you have to enlist friends or uh, neighbors to help you kind of shorten that distance with her and the nearby dog and really work on that we we want to have successes and build on those successes because if we have couple good times and then there's another dog nearby and she just loses it um you know we we've, we've set back a little bit so you have to rebuild from there so we have to set that good pattern of successes but it but it really sounds like you're you're doing a lot of the right things now the only thing that i do find um with a dog that is very leash reactive that can make them worse is if we actually stop and you face the, uh, the distraction dog. Um, that can actually be too much and too overstimulating. And, and I actually, this happened to me the other day. I was walking my dog and it was like 4 a.m. and I'm walking and this other lady was like, I started to stop and, you know, to say hi. And she's like, keep walking, keep walking, please keep walking. Good dog. And so it was very important for her that I not stop and make that direct eye contact with her dog, whether it was human aggression or dog aggression. So she gave me that cue to kind of keep moving on. But that's where you'll have a failure, um, and you're setting your dog up to, to, to not do very well in that situation if you let them stop close nearby. Just c- control, take in the other direction if you start to notice she's getting agitated, and then get a safe distance. Does that, sound, does that make sense?
6: Yes. How, how long does it take to fully counter-condition a dog to other dogs?
3: You know, it really depends. It depends on kind of those things that I mentioned as how successful you are at preventing those bad <laughs> outcomes, as well as the, the dog's um, own behavior, you know, what your relationship is to her. She's new to you. So even things like basic obedience and having her look at you as, you know, kind of the, the leader and what mom says, I'm going to follow spot on every single time. You're very young in your relationship with her. So um, there is no exact time, but I would uh, I'm not surprised at all at this point that you're not there yet. Um you know I think you know give it a couple more months working with what you're doing and uh, it certainly sounds like you're heading down the right way.
2: Hey thanks for your call today. Hopefully that'll help. If you need a follow up, please feel free to call us. Well there 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 we did it. We we've almost done it. We're in the home stretch right now. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Judy, we want you back so badly. Hopefully you'll be back next we week. miss you. Thank you so much, Francesco Martigliano, as well as Dennis Clark, for joining us today. And remember, you can get your fix all week long over at AnimalRadio.com, or you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Listen anytime and ask your questions anytime. Have yourself a great week.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
10: This is Animal Animal Radio
9: Network. Network.